0: So, so Nick, why don't the Jedi use email?
1: I don't know why not.
0: Because attachments are forbidden.
1: Ah, clever! Uh, uh. Yeah, Kevin's clever. not the only one who's
0: got jokes on this podcast. I know, right? That's right. Yeah,
1: that's a good one. I know.
0: So, welcome back, everybody, to uh, another rousing edition of the Real Heroes Podcast. <laughs> um, we are down a man this week. Uh, Kevin, aka the Deep is on assignment, which is code for he's not feeling that well. So, Kevin, we miss you. We'll see you next week. Get better. But time waits for no one. So here we are. Yes. Uh, Nick and I are going to do the best we can to keep this thing on the rails, even though we don't have our old man chaperone with us. Uh, and we are going <laughs> to talk about episode two of season two of The Mandalorian, which is entitled Chapter 10, The Passenger. And Nick, I'm going to I'm going to start with an airing of grievance because I ran a poll on our Twitter account.
1: Yes, we did.
0: About uh, this episode and I asked people what they thought of it. And we had 26 people respond to the poll, which let me be the first to say, it's about 3 times more than I thought it would be, which is it's great. Not bad at all. I'll take it. Um, however, 38% of the people said that the episode was just meh. And 35% said good and 27% said great. So when you put that together um, you've got roughly 62% saying that it was either good to great, but then, you know, almost half of the people that voted in this poll saying that it was just meh. And I've, I've seen a lot of talk on uh, the interwebs this week about how this was maybe just a filler episode or it didn't advance the plot or anything like that. And, and, I think it should be yours and my task this week to disprove that conversation. Oh, I, I fucking I, I love totally this agree. episode.
1: Yeah, um, I felt like this episode was going to fly by, and I'm glad it didn't because I didn't look at the the length of the episode. Oh, you didn't uh, first. Off, I was like, I just want to go into it, play, like I just like play, 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 um, and I wanted it to keep going, which it did. Um, I felt the length of the episode was, was well done. Uh, I think the actual, the, the overall pacing, uh, from scene to scene how everything sort of let up was also well done. Um, and I, I can understand how someone might say it feels like a filler episode, but there's so much more to it than that. Like there's, there's so much more within the episode itself that, that makes it great. And, I mean, I think just from the get-go, right, we, we, it continues where, where uh, Chapter 9, Episode 1 leaves off, and you've yep. got Mando on the, on the bike with the child uh, loving, loving the air, you know, uh, the speed of the bike, and we've got some, uh, I don't know, if like they're mercenaries or, or bandits. Um,
0: yeah. At on- first, I thought they might have been Boba Fett's people.
1: Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Are, are they from? Are they from Mos Eisley? That sort of were kind of keeping an eye on on Mando and his whereabouts. Um, but that actually is it. Might maybe a good point too. Maybe it's it's Boba Fett's um, lackeys right. that sort of were tasked to follow him. But I, I, I gotta be honest, I don't know how Mando didn't see that coming. <laughs> Like he he's doesn't got, have like the force, man. <laughs> he's like <laughs> on cruise control and just goes <laughs> flying. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, okay. He's not like super aware of everything, which again kind of, you know, it, it bumps him down for being this overpowered character. Sure, um, yeah. but he fucks up a lot. He does. He makes mistakes, which um, is great. I love that. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but when. You see the child go flying. You're like, "Oh no, 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 no! Don't get hurt! Don't get hurt!" Like, well,
0: so there's that, and then there's also a few minutes later when that little motherfucker has a knife to his throat.
1: Yeah, like,
0: mm-hmm. don't you, you better you, not? You, don't you, you, you dare
1: touch the child. <laughs> hey, I mean, just said it. Like, there's nowhere you can hide that I won't find you. And I'm like, exactly.
0: Like, yeah, you put one mark on him. I was like, ooh, all right. You're, Papa. You're right. <laughs> Papa kicked into high gear here.
1: You're writing um, your death wish. Like, as the longer you hold the knife to the child's throat. And, yep. um,
0: that fight scene before that, though, is pretty killer too. I, I loved how yeah. Mando uses the the grappling hook to fling the gun across the scene and take two people out at once. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I think he slashes one dude's throat.
1: Yeah, I think so. There, there think was like so some too. goo that
0: came out, which is which is kind of kind of gross, but, um, but then this uh this one little character who. Uh, I didn't catch this, I saw it online. Um, He's in Force Awakens, the dude that holds the knife to the baby's throat. Um, He's on Jakku in that little marketplace area where Rey goes to trade her scrap parts in. Um,
1: The same dude or 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 similar character? The
0: side-by-side looks like they're identical. Um, So either it could be like Jawas where they're the same race or it's the same guy, but either way, uh, interesting little connection there there's a couple connections to the sequels in this one which i actually thought was pretty interesting and we'll we'll get to some of the other ones later but um this little guy he uh you know he's thinking about hurting the child but mando says let's let's make a deal there's right there's plenty of value in this wreckage
1: right. take
0: your pick what do you want and this idiot chooses mando's jetpack
1: <laughs> yeah w- worst decision he could possibly make <laughs> like he looked because the camera pans to Boba Fett's helmet, and for a second, you think he's going to try and take the armor. Right. It's like, <laughs> let nope. me get the jetpack instead. Like, we all know it's a cool piece of equipment, but um, I actually didn't know Mando was going to do that at all. Um, I thought he might just cause it to self explode or something like that, but. Um, yeah, right. Instead he right
0: just b- flung the guy right into. Orbit basically,
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, if if he's the same character that's in Force Awakens, he had to survive, survive that fall, right? Maybe, but depending on how high he actually went, like, I mean, his bones might be broken, you know, all over, severely impaired after that. Who knows? But, um, it could just be one of those things where there's, you know, just species like that, um,
0: yeah, super similar looking. Right, like Gamorians um, all look alike, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, I mean, I think the right, you know, right before that though, we see the child like run up to Mando. Yeah, it's adorable. Like, like I mean, that, that just you know, it's like the first little heart melter in the episode where it's like he's reaching to his father, you know, and you just see his, you know, his little his little body kind of like hobble back and forth, mm-hmm. you know, like Daddy, Daddy, pick me up, like you know, and to the part where. <laughs> The the child makes a little like uh, raspberry sound when uh, he, and he like kind of slowly turns up. Looks like, yeah, good move, Dad. But like, yeah,
0: you didn't and have Mando to do kinda that. Mando just kind of shrugs at him, like, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> he did. He deserved it. Come on. He tried.
0: Mike. He tried to hurt you, so he yeah, gets I'm, what he gets. <laughs> right. I'm
1: protecting you. Yeah, my job. Um, the child.
0: I, I don't know if you felt this way, but between the first episode this season. And then this little intro that we get to this episode, a lot of Iron Man vibes yes. from the Mandalorian this season so yes. far. It could be the fact that two of these episodes have been uh, directed by Marvel Cinematic Universe directors. People. Yeah, you know, John Favreau did the first, first episode. Yeah. yeah, this one was Peyton Reed who uh, directed both Ant Man and Ant Man and the Wasp, which right. We'll get into how hilarious that is yes, <laughs> later on. Absolutely. In the show, but um, just the jetpack, the way it landed after Mando was done with it, and it kind of made that clanking sound when it fell over. Um, it, it felt very Marvel, and very, very Iron Man. But
1: that, and it also reminded me a little bit like R two, when like R two always kind yeah, of falls over really, a little bit, straight I, straight down. I saw both of those sort of um, relations or similarities, uh, which was again hilarious and. Yep. Um, yeah, so from there we get title card, passenger.
0: Uh, obviously, Mando's speeder bike is uh, is no longer. So yep. um, we we get the tried and true shot of <laughs> another Star Wars character slowly walking through the Tatooine desert, yep. uh, and it, it takes him all day because by the time he gets back to Mos Isley and the cantina, uh, it is it is twilight slash evening. So um, right. he heads back into the cantina with everything on his back mando uh armor from boba fett the child is on there all of their stuff the meat from the cray dragon from the last episode he's just he's carrying it all um and he goes to see pelimoto who is at this point kind of like his one of his true friends (laughs) and yeah and she's playing Sabak with a giant ant which is hilarious because this is directed by the guy that did the ant-man movies
1: (laughs) yeah i was like wow okay
0: Little, little on the nose there, but
1: that's great, uh, yeah,
0: pretty funny stuff, and you know they're they're playing sabak, which obviously that's you know very
1: star, wars, star poker, wars, basically, yep.
0: um so that was good, Um. she kind of looks at him and was like, You found a Mandalorian and you killed him and he's like, <laughs> turns out it wasn't a real Mandalorian,
1: yeah, bought not this armor quite, off of but
0: him. um and she's like, oh, what'd you, what'd you have to pay for it? And he's like, I killed a cray Dragon. And she goes, oh, is that all? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, just
1: just little thing.
0: Just fun. I, I like the dynamic between those two characters. I think the comedy is... Uh, some people say that they think she's over the top, but I think it fits in Star Wars. Now, I
1: yeah, works, so. I agree. I, I don't think it's too much. I think for it is quiet and serious as mando is it's sort of like you know she provides the opposite sort of uh, fill for for humor and, and right. a more talkative person uh, with a different personality right um, uh, the jokes obviously her being being uh, a comedian helps so like in the first episode calling the child a womp rat and uh, okay. like you know I'll buy a mafia. And- <laughs> You know, so Take I mean, the force. Yeah, it 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 fits. I mean, yeah. um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I I like the fact that she was kind of brought in again because I I originally thought she was just gonna be a one and done character from last season, but the fact that she was in the first episode of this season, and then you know, recurring again in the, in the yep. second episode was you know, it's just the familiar face. And I mean, there's not a lot of characters in this episode. No. To begin with
0: she. She's like the only human face that, that you yeah. see uh, outside of the the two X-wing pilots. I mean, like right. She's the only one that gets considerable screen time, um, which is crazy. And I think at this point, she's got as many episodes in the show as Cara Dune. I think she was only in three. I episodes think so. Last yeah. Season she's <laughs> in three. Now she's yeah. in three. So. Um, yep. She's she's as much a part of the story as as anyone else.
1: Um, yeah, I agree. In, in my yep.
0: opinion. And uh, it's great she convinces Mando to spot the giant ant, his, uh, <laughs> his bet in the Sabacc game, and then she totally dupes him, wins with an idiot's array, and,
1: yeah.
0: and takes the money and walks off. But uh, it turns out that uh, that giant ant character, who I think Dr. Mandible is his name, yes, um, he knows of some Mandalorians that are on another planet, which is ever so convenient. You know plot right. convenience is a thing, but yep, um, it is. Turns out that uh, you know there's there's some work that can be done to get Mando to that planet, and information can be shared, which is great. So uh, they head back to the to the docking bay where the Razor Crest is, and a uh, little bit of an o- homage to Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. I don't know if you've have you been there yet.
1: No, sadly. okay.
0: So there's a there's one food place where they have like wraps that they sell and right in the center of the building, there's a pod racer engine that's spit roasting meat. And then Mm -hmm. in this episode, the great dragon meat is getting spit roasted by a, an engine of some sort. I don't, I couldn't tell if it was a pod racer engine or not, but uh, I thought that was fun. Um, And it turns out that uh, there's, there's one catch for Mando to get this information Mm -hmm. and to make his way to this new planet. And he's got to he's got to take a passenger with him and the stipulation is that this passenger is carrying unfertilized eggs so they can't travel at hyperspeed so they have to they have to fly slow and mando's not a huge fan of that because he said that using hyperspace is the only thing that's really keeping them safe at this point yeah but hilarity ensues uh pelimoto speaks in frog language to this frog lady (laughs) and
1: Interesting she language.
0: Does like this really long monologue about everything about these Mandalorians and the eggs and the Frog Lady's husband and all this. Yeah. And Mando's like, she she said all that. She goes, well, yeah, I, I, I paraphrased. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: Which right there, like, if, if just in that little conversation that she and Mando are having, right? Like, people ask, well, this felt like a filler episode. Well, in the scheme of things, it's not because. In order to find a place where more Mandalorians might possibly be, this frog lady might know where they are right. and what planet they, they, you know they're, they're, they're hiding at. Um, but obviously be, the, you know the catch is not being able to go in hyperspace, so obviously things are you know already that things are probably not going to go according to plan you know, have the, slight, the slightest or faintest idea that something bad is probably going to happen and at least, you know, that's what I kind of thought, like, there's something that's going to go astray and we'll kind of see what happens and then, you know, it happens immediately when you see two X-wings yep. pull up right on the sides over the razor crest. <laughs> yep.
0: And, you know, we get Dave Filoni
1: again. cameoing again yep. uh,
0: with <laughs> His his character name is Trapper Wolf, which That's is just great. wonderful because Dave is obsessed <laughs> with wolves. So of yes. course his character in the Mandalorian is named Trapper Wolf, which is yep. which is just hysterical. But um, so he's there, and then there's another uh, X-wing pilot. Um, you know they're they're just doing their rounds. They're basically traffic cops at this point because yeah, the New Republic is settling in and figuring out its its jurisdictions and uh, where it's got um you know command and what systems and what it can do and it's looking for anybody who's an Imperial holdout to try to snuff them out. So um they they notice that the transponder isn't isn't set up on the razor crest. So that's why they, they basically pull him over. Right. Um, and he's like, oh yeah I'm, I'm pre-empire surplus. So he tries to pull basically like the the classic car law. Like I don't need catalytic converters this is a 65 right. Mustang, you know? Um,
1: yep.
0: And the X-Wing pilots are like, well, you know, that that's changed now because the new Republic is here. Republic. He was like, Oh man, thanks. I'll, I'll get on that. Yeah. May the force be with you.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> hey, with you. Yeah. Like,
0: they, they made that canon The, and also with you, which is like the, the church thing. <laughs> so.
1: And it's funny. So that little snippet right there, um, cause that dawned on me when I watched it Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, and I'm like, how does Mandalorian, how does Mando know about saying that, that phrase uh, when he didn't really know about G- the Jedi before that, when the blacksmith Mandalorian is telling him like, you know, the Jedi and everything like that. I mean, I, I like to think, yeah, it just probably something that Mando has probably heard. And I don't want to say he, he's, ignorant to the fact of what the force is or what that phrase is um but uh, when yeah, i was he, watching he knows it's
0: something they say
1: right But and he doesn't really understand it right and it's like oh i'm just gonna say this and try to get away away from it and I, i'm sure he probably associated it with just this phrase plus new republic equals okay out <laughs> of jail
0: free card right yeah <laughs> like
1: hey, no worries but you know yep.
0: and and it seems like he's gonna get away um, it does. but then they're like hey so we're just gonna need you to send us a ping real fast <laughs> and uh he he sends the the ping eventually he's like oh no it's not working I, I can't figure it out oh man oh no And eventually he gets it and the one x-wing pilot tells the other one he says hey can you flip over to channel two which means like private conversation i guess yeah and then a few seconds later, both X-Wings go into attack mode.
1: Foil's in attack position and I'm and, like, oh
0: I, I, knew <laughs> I knew that was going to happen, too.
1: I knew that was going to happen. Right. If like- you
0: watch the trailer, you, you had a feeling that <laughs> yeah, something like that was, was going to ensue. And uh, I think we, we've talked about this before, but a lot of the stuff from the trailers has already been in these first two episodes. Yeah. Which I think that they're saving a lot of stuff for, like, Five, six, seven, eight of this year. The latter half, yeah. That we really don't know anything about, which is awesome. Um, yeah, it's I, I great. love when people do that. Um, so, uh, I think before we get into the X-wing chase, there is one adorable scene that's important. Uh, oh, very. The the baby sees the eggs, right, <laughs> and waddles over to them and uses the Force to pull them in towards his face so he can get a better look at it. Which yep. is great and it's cool and baby uses the force. We know he can do that. What I think is really interesting though is before he does it he turns around and looks over and his looks. shoulder to make yep. sure that dad's not around to see it. Yep. Which one of the themes that I've found in this episode is there was a lot of father son stuff between Mando yeah, and the child. Very heavily
1: in this episode. And
0: you know the baby has used the force to get them out of a couple sticky situations but he's also used the force to choke Cara Dune and yeah. he got in trouble for it. So yep. he's learning. He's a child that's growing and he's started to figure out, you know, what 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 can I can't do around dad, <laughs> you know, without getting in trouble. Um, yeah. It's very interesting. It makes me wonder, you know, is he afraid to use the force around him now because of the relationship they're building or or what? But it's pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, there's there's a couple uh, inter- interesting perspectives because even if you if you look at um, the first episode, and I kind of thought this, you know, throughout the fights with the great dragon, you, you, the camera would always look at the child from time to time, and you can see like his expression change, um, whether it was he was in awe from this great dragon, and I kind of wonder if if he can sense the life force of the great dragon itself, right? Maybe. Also wondering, oh, my dad's fighting this thing. I hope he's yeah, I hope he's okay and safe. Yeah, just kind of being concerned for Mando's own well-being. Um, otherwise, who's going to look after me? Right. And I think with this episode, it's and, and you can kind of. I think we all can kind of look at it from this way. When we when we're young, growing up, we would try to do things, uh, not getting caught by our parents, uh, you know, mother, father. Um, and seeing what we can get away with and we also see and we talked about this before where the child's personality is growing Mm -hmm. and this episode highlights that and i think that's one of the reasons why this episode is so great in its its character development for someone who uh is very foreign to us altogether but the more we see about uh, about his you know him interact with everything in in the universe uh there's always something new to be seen and in this episode it's him kind of trying to be sneaky and trying to do things without without dad watching and he's but he's still using the force so uh, but i thought that was hilarious where you know where he's like uh hiding under the like the blanket or a coat or something. Yeah. Like that <laughs> and, man- and Mando's looking for him. Yep. And he's just like stuffing his face. He's with like, eating those eggs, man. Eating those eggs like they're cookies. Like
0: he's he's a little fatty. He,
1: yeah. He's. I like, mean, God. And you think about how small he, how small he is, but he's just stuffing those eggs like they're like they're Oreo cookies we just stole from the fridge or something like that. Like
0: protein, man. It's the games. Yeah.
1: He's yeah. those I eggs. Mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he, maybe he saw rocky somewhere in the it's, universe it's know? bulk
0: season in the star wars galaxy yeah, eating them raw eggs from, the, from, eggs. The, from the
1: blender <laughs>
0: <laughs> um but yeah man for a little 16 inch tall being yeah he, he likes to throw food back and there there's even more of that throughout the entire episode there are a few oh, points yeah. where he eats the eggs and <laughs> you know dad has to be like no that's yes. not food. Stop it! Yeah, a little it. scolding there, <laughs> and uh, and he does it again, and then Mando's like, "Dude, how many did you eat?" And then the baby just burps at him. <laughs> like, like what? Yeah, I did it. Get over it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: What are you gonna do about it?
0: Um, which is which is all good good and fine. Um, let's talk about this X-wing chase. I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah.
1: Oh god, yeah. The like
0: that looked to me just as good as. Seeing the X wings in Rogue One fly around,
1: yeah, like visually, yeah. The cinematography in this episode was was beautiful. Um, it's,
0: it's a television show. Like I feel like I, I have to keep like
1: punching myself I'm to remember you're us. not watching a movie, you're watching TV. This is yeah. Crazy. You're not in a theater that had this hundred and fifty you know million dollar budget, right? You know, like it's a TV show that they're using with you know state of the art technology, yeah. and this is what it does. That's and this crazy is how it looks. It's like,
0: and Mando, he's a, uh, he's showing his his wheelman skills behind yeah, he's the. He's a bit of a studio. pilot. Yeah, dude, and he's he's basically flying, you know, something that's, three times as big and bulky as these X wings, and he's out maneuvering them, which is super super fun.
1: Yeah, I kind of wondered at one point. I'm like, where did he learn to pilot like this? Like, uh-huh. was it through, the. You know the the Mandalorian order. Like, does that how? Did they did they teach him that? Like, here's how to be here's how to be a badass pilot. Because we never really saw, um, you know, Boba Fett do anything like that. But then again, you know, he's... yeah, you
0: just see him in the ship with his with Django, and right. he's just like hanging out. But I don't know, I mean, we haven't seen anything of Mando other than. When he's a little boy, and they right. rescue him, so nothing between there and what we've seen, you know, in present time Until in now, the show. Right. So you know, maybe, maybe the Mandalorians taught him how to fly, and might as pretty, well, pretty damn good at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. um,
0: he does that one move where he like basically drops out of space, yep. and it, in the trailer, the one scene where the ship kind of spins and slides on the ice going backwards made it look like. He was crashing, right? But in this episode, he nope. was just—he spun out. He hits the little bump. He he flips the the thrusters on, and he basically just like parks himself into a spot where the X wings can't find him. And it's like it's it's pretty pretty good shit, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like really nifty move. Um, and then you kind of think for a split second there, he's safe and good, and then it gets worse.
0: And then the theme park <laughs> thing happens, and the floor drops yeah. out from underneath him. If you've ever been on like. The Spider-Man ride, or the Transformers ride, or the Harry yeah. Potter things at Universal. There's always a spot where you think you've landed safely, and then you drop out of thin air, <laughs> and that's yep. basically what what happened in this uh, in this episode. And down into the ice caves we go. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody passes out because of the impact, and they wake up. There's a hole in the Razor Crest. Snow's coming through. Mando's armor's frozen, frozen. over. <laughs>
1: yeah. Frog Lady is like freezing to death.
0: She's freaking out because she's trying to talk to him, and he's like, "Lady, I don't speak your language. Like, do you speak Huttese?" And he tries to talk in in Huttese, which is hilarious. Yeah, nothing. Um, you know. And then we we finally get the moment where they all pass out again, and then uh, Mando wakes up to a somewhat familiar voice, and it's the Droid Zero from Episode Six from last year. Yep. So now. The same way that episode five of season one tied in to episode one of season two, episode six of season one has tied into episode two of season two. So two episodes that people complained were mostly filler from last year have now carried over plot points into the second season, Yep, which is great. It makes me think that everything they did was very, very purposeful.
1: Yeah, it strengthens the continuity and that's why I think... While it's easy to look at some of these episodes, uh, and you know, this one in particular, and go, eh, not as epic and big, but it, it's great in other ways because right. it it shows us that not one episode doesn't have a, have ties to anything else. Right. Like Every episode matters. Right. Exactly. Every episode matters for the for the sake of the story, for the sake of the the entirety of the Mandalorian plot. Um, but also with, with character development, you know, like a, a droid that's basically inoperable was bypassed. So like, and I was like, I was like, this frog lady's got some skills. She's
0: got some tricks up her sleeve. Yeah. And she, I'm like, she played the innocent victim card at the beginning. Not so much.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I'm this helpless, you know, female frog that uh, I'm just trying to get my, you know, my my, my future you know, spawn to, to live and to carry on our, our lineage. And your son keeps eating the little bastards. <laughs> <laughs> the part where she's like holding like the little like tank and the child like is like crawling up on Manna but just eyes <laughs> eyes the eggs like just glued on the a, eggs. I'm gonna get those eggs, lady. <laughs>
0: you can't you can't stop me. Oh uh, it's so funny. It's great. Um, but the the frog lady she she begs and pleads through the translation through zero uh, to be able to speak uh, basic to mandalorian which is super cool uh mando again character development this is a guy that at the beginning of season one is a stone called bounty hunter uh who now that we're two episodes into season two is mr do the right thing and just takes a little bit of convincing almost like in a han solo fashion and he says fine we'll we'll get you there i'm gonna fix the ship we'll do what we can to to make it happen um so he goes outside and he's got his toolbox and he's he's starting to do work. Um and the baby walks out and starts making some noise and he, Mando says the most dad thing he could ever say is hey, come over here and make yourself useful. Yep. If you're yep. if if you're a a male individual, your father said that to you at least 300 times during your childhood (laughs) come over here and make yourself useful son um and it's just it's part of that that father-son dynamic that they're building between the two of them um but the baby's like no you you need to come over here and he starts walking away um so Mando eventually follows he's like kid where are you going um and it turns out that frog lady has abandoned ship and she's gone into these ice caves um so mando and baby follow and mando uses his little predator thermal yeah, scan tracking, on his yeah. on his helmet which i always forget that's there but that's awesome yeah he I'm, I'm glad we
1: see it you know. Yeah.
0: um and <laughs> frog lady is she somehow found the hot springs and
1: yeah she's, she's just she's chilling, chilling. <laughs> yeah just... her eggs
0: are in there with her they're they're staying warm and mando is like what the hell are you
1: doing? <laughs> it's like I mean I'm doing all the work and basically you know, you're you kind of scolded me to to get to it, okay. Yeah. Um, but then you're just you're just chilling in the hot spring, uh, naked. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and right before that too, right? Like I I, I listened to it a few times. I because you can kind of even even if you put t- the subtitles on it, it's it shows that the child is speaking like gibberish. So it's like he's trying to, trying to enunciate talk. words, yeah. Mm. And so I wonder how much longer it's going to be until we actually start to hear some some form of a complete word or... I'm hoping I'm not, it's by
0: the end of the season.
1: Yeah, I, it, it, I think it has to be, especially if... um I guess depending on how long or how many... What, what the actual time span in Season 2 right. takes place, you know, again... His species could, you know, de- obviously ages just a lot differently. So I wonder if, at the rate at which he learns to to speak, it will come a lot sooner um, than we hope or think. But yeah, I, I I think some you know before the season ends, we'll we'll definitely see uh, or rather hear him say some stuff. But uh, um, you know, again, <laughs> when he's try when Mando is trying to like gather up all the eggs and tell him the frog lady, like, hey, we got to get out of here, like, yep. you know, and and you know the child's like try, trying to trying to eat these eggs he's just like like all like goo goo gaga over over the eggs and he, yep no stop that <laughs> don't eat like yep. again there's the father scolding the child and right um
0: and because the father scolds the child to not eat the child walks away and yep. finds something else to eat yep
1: he's like all right well if you're not gonna let me eat that then i'm gonna go look for something else and and
0: this time he goes from frog eggs to spider eggs
1: yeah, I, I, you kind of. <laughs> the first time I watched the episode, I'm looking around. I'm like, man, I got this real like alien vibe. Yeah. Yep. Like those are all face huggers, just waiting. And up to the door he kind of looks in on one, breaks it open. And the entire time, I'm I'm hoping like it's not some sort of, um, like parasitic thing or something that's going to make him sick right okay right because yeah. at that point it's like well now you're really helpless because you don't know what he just ate you know you're you're stranded your ship's you know done for so but now the one thing you're supposed to be protecting you you didn't because you're trying to get this frog lady out of her her little um you her, her hot bath and uh and it seems to be it seems to be fine, but then it suddenly gets worse when oh, they all start to
0: woke up the army of spiders. Yeah. And yeah. And then Mama shows up and this this shit was dope because this is straight from Ralph McQuarrie art yep. that was supposed to be used for Empire Strikes Back. Uh yep. these uh, I think these spiders were supposed to be on Dagobah. Um I believe so, yes. And obviously, for whatever reason, they, they did not get used. Um, but then they also show up in Star Wars Rebels. Um, right. Sabine and Zeb, you know, they, they have a run-in with, with these creatures. Um, and then we, we see them in live action, which that's a hell of an homage, man. And, and for like a Star Wars fan, Ralph McQuarrie art, that's yeah. like the holy grail of Star Wars art. And yeah. they, they brought this in, and again, it's hilarious that the director of Ant Man has the episode with a ton of spiders.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, another sort of form of, uh, form of um, insect, right? Yeah. Uh, like, this guy's good legs. with insects.
0: Let's let's bring him in. He's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I, I told a, a few of my friends uh, about uh, about his artwork, and that you know this was supposed to be used as concept art, you know, back with the original trilogy, and um, you know, uh, uh, if you're I, I would say if you can follow him on um uh, like on Instagram or social media he's got a lot of stuff posted on there which is uh really fantastic uh you know artwork and um you know it's I always wondered what what it would have been like to sort of see that in the original trilogy um I don't know how it would have looked really compared to how it looks now It looked incredible um, today. <laughs> right yeah because so it's you know and I mean you kind of think it would have been you know, this, like they would have had to have actually make it, right? Like there's like an actual prosthetic creature. Right. Um, Cause that's how they did things back then. And uh, which I don't I don't think it would have looked bad per se, but it's just, I just think it would have looked a lot different and seeing it animated. And I know a lot of people don't, all, you know, don't watch um, or haven't seen Rebels, but I'm sure you could probably just look up the clip of that on YouTube and kind yep. of just get another form of comparison, but see that and, you know, live action form it was it was great. It was beautiful. uh You know, I'll, as soon as I first saw them, I, I was like, "Mando, burn them all, <laughs> kill them all, use your flamethrower, burn them all away, like well, get them out of there." <laughs> yeah, he did. Like you kind of see him like like lock his arm, like and the little bit looks, of
0: fire starts to shoot up a little bit. Like it's about yeah, to like, happen.
1: High blast, and you just kind of like kind of hear them all screeching and they're running, and then you know mom and dad spiders are all pissed and yep. um you know just watching them and crawling from up top and stabbing at them below and um
0: and frog lady starts hopping instead of running yeah. <laughs> it's like hell yeah dude frog lady frog lady's got uh, some tricks up her sleeve again yeah
1: she's she, no stranger to surviving
0: yeah and then the, i think there was like uh there was one scene it felt like a like a straight up homage to Indiana Jones where one of the yes. legs of the spiders just came straight down like the spikes in, in Indiana Jones. And, yep. you know, they had stopped short in their tracks and then it lifted up and they, they ran through again, which was yep. uh, super cool. You know, there's some, you know, really, you know, they're in a tight landscape there. So it's all tight shots, which is cool. They're, yep. they're shooting off these spiders the the best they can. Um, they get back to the ship, the spiders follow them in. Uh, one of the the big ones even does like a, spider-man web blast and it shoot and it catches mando's blaster in his, his arm up yeah. against the the ship um which again felt like another marvel reference i think
1: <laughs> uh, so yeah whether,
0: whether they meant it or not it's it felt like spider-man webbing somebody up which was which was pretty cool
1: maybe like um, winter soldier uh and civil war or something yeah like yeah that. yeah like
0: yeah um but then you know the typical uh, thing that you do with spiders happens and you make people claustrophobic. They end up going inside the ship and yep. the spiders follow and then they make their way into the cockpit and the spiders follow.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and Mando's shooting them and burning them and doing the best he can. Uh, one gets on the child's head. The child's <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. But then Frog Lady, again, another trick up her sleeve. She's got a little noisy oh, blaster, blaster yeah, in her hands.
1: Just chilling. And I don't know. If, I don't know. If she got that from Mando's ship, or she's just had that on her the entire time. Either way, sneaky.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, very sneaky indeed. Um, so they they finally fight away the spiders and seal off the uh, the cockpit and get it pressurized. And Mando's like, "All right, guys, we're gonna get the fuck out of here." <laughs> yeah. Um, and as they slowly start to take off, the the Mandalorian theme song starts to swell in crescendo, and it's like. All right. That's the end of our Monster of the Week episode and kaboom.
1: Just kidding. Big, the other Big one. Big Mama
0: slams right down on the top of the Razor Crest, knocks it back down into place, slams its arm into the cockpit itself. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good.
1: Breaks the hull, yeah. I, and it's crazy how how much they were they got overwhelmed, right? And I was kind of almost expecting and wondering if the child would use the Force Right. to like force push them back or, or, or anything like that but again I, I just he's so unexperienced and or inexperienced rather so that he can't differentiate maybe when to use it and when yeah. not to use it and that'll save me um and, and and obviously it's like when the hole breaks you know straight down to the glass it's like how's that going to bode well when they actually need to take off and they're screwed. (laughs) Yeah. And, and even like when we start to see some, uh, some help, uh, some unexpected help uh, come to their aid and these blasters just start going off everywhere. And you kind of just, the camera's on Mando and he's like, what? Who's, who's, who's here?
0: Yeah.
1: And they go out or he goes out. Right. And, and you just, again, you see like the ship, has just been all spider webbed out.
0: It's gross.
1: Yeah, and I'm it's like, completely gross. I'm like, damn, they worked <laughs> quick.
0: It, it's like a Halloween horror night's house. It, yeah, it turned, it,
1: exactly. It <laughs> turned into like a, a you know just It, it needs a deep webbed out I almost thought he was gonna start again just yeah, flamethrowering everything <laughs> just, just to get rid of the webs. Yeah. And mean you know, yeah. he kinda picks one off here, picks one off there and then you see um you know the two X Wings And uh, they're just picking them off, and I'm like, "All right, Dave Filoni, bit of a bit of a mark spin all of a sudden here." Yeah, they're not stormtroopers. Yeah, that's
0: for damn (laughs) sure. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's why the rebels won the war. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good, uh, it's a good point there. Um, And uh, and it it, that that whole the dialogue between them and Mando is um, a little. It's sort of comedic. A little um, bit,
0: but it's also a callback to episode six yep. from last season. Yep. So big, big drop there. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, you're you're wanted for helping a prisoner escape, but you also locked up three people that were on our wanted list." Yep. And Mando's like, "Am I under arrest?" Yeah. <laughs> and the, the one, the one X-wing pilot's like, "Well, you should be, but since times are tough." We're gonna yeah. let this one slide.
1: Yeah, these are trying times.
0: Yeah, that's right. he says these are trying times. That's right. Um, and then Mando's like, "Well, if you know, if you can help me get out of here, I'm gonna, you know, I won't be a thorn in your side anymore." And they're just like, "Nah, you're good. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's they like, bounce. We're not, we're not gonna take you in. So have fun on your own. But we're not gonna help you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because um, he even, I think they even asked, uh, "Did you save that one, like, lieutenant?" or right yeah because
0: matt lanter's character he helped save during that episode
1: right so, um so yeah i mean like again like it's one of those unexpected unexpected uh things that happens in star wars from time to time and because um, obviously at that point like i don't know i don't know what they would have done if they hadn't come to his aid you know yeah. um and, they probably uh, would have died yeah and those spiders were gonna get him. So, I, the way the Razor Crest looks now is it, not good. It, it literally <laughs> looks like a hunk of junk.
0: And you know that's how we get to the opening shot of the trailer, where it's just kind of like barely floating through space, and you're like, "Well, shit! How'd the Razor Crest get all banged up like that?" Yep. Now we know. Now um, we know. So when those X-wings take off, I don't know if you heard this or not, but um, the music that plays as the X-wings are taking off is the melody from John Williams March of the resistance from the sequel trilogy.
1: I thought that sounded familiar. Cause I'm like,
0: ah, but it's with weird? like the Ludwig Goranson, like almost hip hop backbeat behind it. Yeah. Which was, which was super cool. And, and as soon as I heard that I lost my mind. Cause I was like, Oh shit, that's fucking awesome. But then I was also like, I kind of want to hear his remixes on all the star Wars music now.
1: It'd be pretty interesting. Cause like, I'm like I, the first time I, you know, watch the episode and i hear that i'm like is that is that john williams like but it but it wasn't because like you can hear the like Ludwig's score over it and i'm like yep. uh, well maybe maybe not entirely but but yeah that's a a nice little call back uh or call forward um to to john williams and you know
0: it just kind of ties things together even Even though we're still i guess we're still 25 years away from that movie happening but right you know the the new republic part of what splinters off of that becomes the resistance which is where that music comes from so uh nice little homage and there's i don't know about you man but there's just nothing cooler than watching x-wings take off like the way they they rotate and then just take uh, a
1: maneuver out of the cave that you know you know the razor crest literally just can't get out of yeah. without bumping into the wall or everything,
0: anything.
1: right? <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, is it gonna break? Oh, damn, that doesn't sound good. Oh, that doesn't look good and just <laughs> yeah, it's like you're he's he's flying through space, but not only really flying right he's just kind of limping along through space. It's almost like if a car uh you know has three flat tires, <laughs> you know, one headlight. <laughs> um it's raining you know the windshield wipers don't work and you've got plastic
0: bag for one of the windows
1: yeah like <laughs> you've got like you barely got any gas left it just doesn't I, and, and I they're think, all
0: stuck in the cockpit they can't come right because is pressured. pressurized it's, right it, it's gonna be interesting and, and that's where the episode leaves us and, and it makes you wonder uh wh- where do you think we go from here
1: um I don't want to play spoiler or anything like that um but because I, I don't think it's a it's a true spoiler because based on what we've we've already surmised the the original trailer that we that we got right yeah seems to show everything from the first couple of episodes yeah um, after these two episodes and, and I went back and watched the trailer again after we kind of pointed that out I'm like, you know there's really not not a lot that we haven't seen from the trailer yet aside from like, I think the part where uh, Mando is on like another, I got a speeder bike again, but I think it was on the, like it looked like it was on another ice planet or, or something like that. Um, uh, And so what I think is next is the, is the boat scene on, on water. Which Um, is on the planet
0: Trask, I think is what. They said it's called. So yeah, I never heard of that planet it's before. Not Mon so... Kala, it's not Moncala. Nope. It's not a new player or a legacy place. It's a, apparently a, it's new, a planet, new planet. a new planet. Yeah. So it's... Uh, But in the trailer, that's where we see Sasha Banks, right. who rumors are rampant that she's an accolade of the beyond, or she's yep. Sabine Wren, or she's another Mandalorian that knows Sabine, or knows Bo Katan, or, you know, there, there's a lot. So I'm really intrigued about where this next episode is going to go and right i'm hoping um uh, the episode just starts with mando dropping frog lady off to her husband and then her husband's like oh yeah the mandos they're over there and then we we just dive right into that um, right i
1: i think i think it'll i think this episode will probably start you know just like you said they meet they get his you know guidance oh you get you got to go there but his ship's all screwed up so it's like how am i going to get there and like by boat <laughs> you know it's like okay well i guess i've got no choice and um but yeah i feel like this the the episode three or chapter 11 um i think it's gonna have some interesting reveals
0: yeah i think it's gonna kick the plot into gear
1: which yeah. will make the
0: people that weren't super happy with this past episode much happier
1: yeah and again like i I, I get why some people might think it was just a meh episode, but I think it was a, a big placeholder for what it sets up. Yeah, and, and the character development—you know,
0: Again, seeing yeah. seeing the relationship between the two of them is going to be very important because Fair. I I really think they're setting up the inevitable cliffhanger where he loses the baby somehow. Yeah, whether Moff Gideon gets it or whether the Jedi get it or the new Republic or someone, someone's getting that baby by the end of this season. And it's going to be heartbreaking because of
1: stuff like what happened in this episode. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's some interesting, um, interesting talks. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we're live, the, baby. the door knocking. Uh, no. Uh, so I was watching star Wars theories um, live stream last night. Um, and, uh, I think with, I think it was with the den of nerds. Yeah. Josh. Um, yeah. Uh, really good live stream. And, um, you know, a fan of both of those guys and, you know, and they were talking a lot about the Favreau or the Filoni verse, but I think it, you know, it's more so the, the Filoni Favreau verse at this point. And, I, I kind of wonder what this is going to really set up for, for future sake, you know, and um, I think they brought up something that we had already talked about, whether or not like, who's going to get the dark saber, where it's going to go? Will the child use it? I don't think so. Um, you know, is he going to, tr- is the child going to turn into some sort of Mandalorian or that, uh, which should be pretty interesting itself. But um, yeah, does, does does Snoke or not Snoke, but um, Moff Gideon, Take uh, the child, and maybe Clone does that play a role into how snow comes of existence? But, like, dude, it's I don't possible. Because I mean, there's so much to it, and I mean, I, and
0: patch that the doctor had in season one—I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think it's there just to be like, "Hey, prequel fans, do you remember Camino?" Like, cloning is is the thing they mentioned. Cloning in episode nine, like, sadly. It, it, Right. Whether you like it or not, it's, it's something that gets mentioned. Um, So I wonder if the reason Gideon is truly after the child is to uh, steal his mojo or something to take an Austin Powers (laughs) reference and, you know, get something, whether it's midichlorians or force stuff or whatever um, to create an army of super soldiers or to resurrect the emperor or whatever. It's got to play into it somehow
1: yeah there's i think there's a lot that this this season alone can can set up um and because we're so we're so so far away from uh where the sequel trilogy starts um oh yeah there's a few seasons of time right before and, you even have to
0: worry about getting close to that
1: and if they're doing if they're doing any sort of like if they're doing a spin-off stuff too right like yep. if there's going to be uh, a boba fett show um i know they talked about it last night on the on their live stream but you and I have talked about it with, with, uh, with Kevin in our chat about things that we would love to see. And we keep saying, you know, if it's something with Jedi temple related, how Luke builds the order, like, you know, um, Sebastian Stan playing Luke Skywalker, um, you know, finding other people to portray Han Solo and Carrie, you know, uh, or, and Leia. um, which i'm sure they probably could do if the story would deem it necessary i mean they Um, they did it for rogue one with the
0: young leia it's possible Um, yeah i don't know if it's the most advised route to go but they can do it if they want to and they're in that time period so um i think out of those three luke is the one that's most in play
1: that and um you know (laughs) going off of what their their whole live stream was and, and how this sort of maybe again, can tie into The Mandalorian with Lucas's treatments for his sequel trilogy did, in fact, bring back Luke, but it also had Maul coming back. However, that was written long before Rebels. Yep. And knowing that Maul, spoiler alert if you haven't watched Rebels. He doesn't make it. He bites the dust uh, on a, uh, a classic rematch between... Obi Wan Kenobi on Tatooine.
0: Obi Wan owns him.
1: Oh God! I it's, took this one slash. It's that was so it. good because it just That's shows you
0: how much more attuned to the Force Obi Wan is at that point in his age. Yep. Ah, it it's wonderful. What a great episode. Yeah, very. Um,
1: so, but I think this could lead up to if 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 what maybe Lucas really wanted to do. And again, if he's there on set, if he's speaking with, you know, Filoni and Favreau and, hey, maybe we could do this and how it sort of leads off or would essentially have originally kicked off the sequel trilogy. Darth Talon comes into play who supposedly was Darth Maul's apprentice. And if she had been training this entire time, and again, like what what Sith usually do is they wait for their moment to strike when it deems necessary or convenient and... Uh, maybe Moff Gideon knows about that. Maybe Moff Gideon is working with this Darth Talon. Um, you know, I'll even go as far as to say in the, again, we're not there yet timeline wise, but Snoke did technically train another apprentice in addition to uh, Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. So we, d- again, there's, there's so much that is just unknown and uncovered. And um, and mean, a lot of they, it could be super cool if they do right right like exactly i mean I, I think for the sake of this season um you know i i think i don't know if we're done seeing boba fett i know that's i know it's like a big topic out there hard um, to say
0: but that that one thing could be a setup for the spinoff show yeah and it could be like hey did you like when you saw boba fett at the end of that one episode well we have an entire show for you you're welcome
1: and you know you never know uh in in the Boba Fett show, Din Jaren could possibly make a cameo on that right. show, and vice versa. Again, that the, the tied universe you know, thing that you talked about crosses back and forth between mm-hmm. the two shows, between the yep. two Mandalorians. So, like, there's there's so much that could be done, and I mean, it's oh yeah. you know, it's uh, it's exciting. It kind of goes with the meme that uh, you you posted of Din Djarin, uh, as he's carrying the luggage through uh, Tatooine. <laughs> he's also carrying the franchise. On his back, of Star Wars on his back. Um, it, it's so cool though, man. Like
0: we get this shit once a week for two months straight. Yeah, it, it's like the, it, it's like Christmas every single week for me.
1: Yeah, no, it's waking it's, up. It's there's
0: new Star Wars every Friday. Yep, there's something to, to to look forward to at the end of the week, and then like yep. with the promise of all these shows, you know, you've got Mando, which is going to have a third season definitely. Yep, they're making a Bad Batch show. There's rumors yep. of. Boba Fett, there's Obi-Wan, there's Cassian, there's rumors of an Ahsoka show. Like, at at one point we're going to be basically getting Star Wars almost all year round.
1: Uh, Totally fine with that. I'm
0: so happy about it.
1: I actually saw um, was it today or last night that uh, do you remember the Republic Commando game that was supposed to come out? Mm -hmm. Um, That might be getting or some iteration of it might be getting brought to life uh, like and for I, TV? No, for an actual video game.
0: Oh, like a remastered type thing. Yeah. Oh, shit.
1: So nice. I kind of, kind of wonder if um, you know, just because of, the, of the, the success around uh, you know, Mandalorian and everything like that, I don't know if that plays into it. But uh, between between the video games and the TV shows and Star Wars, I mean, that's that's killing it right now for them.
0: Yep. I'm perfectly fine not having another movie until. 23 which is what they're saying like that's perfectly that's great actually i'm even even if it
1: takes like a couple years later like if it was like all right 2025 yeah okay whatever as long as you keep
0: pumping out quality television shows where we don't have to go to a movie theater and feel unsafe (laughs) like right it makes them look like absolute geniuses yep because they keep star wars front of mind for everybody they don't have to put anybody's health at risk the, the subscription numbers for Disney plus will go through the roof, which is Disney's biggest priority as a company right now. Cause they've seen yeah. the writing on the wall between all the COVID shit. Like it, it's beautiful. It's so smart. they like, it's the same thing with Marvel, you know, like they, they've started the hype train for WandaVision this week and the entertainment yep. weekly article came out and they said in the, in the EW article, Oh yeah. And Marvel is currently working on seven shows for Disney plus. And I don't know if that's Holy seven shit.
1: shows that we know about or don't know about.
0: I think most of them we do, but like, it's crazy. Just so the it, fact that there's more shows in development than there are movies.
1: So let's, let's quickly surmise the the seven shows. So we've got WandaVision, yep. Falcon and Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. um, Loki.
0: Yep. Those are, those are the first three.
1: Right. And then we potentially have what was it? it was Hawkeye? Hawkeye, uh, Miss um, Marvel. Miss Marvel. I th- was. Was she Hulk? She Hulk is one of them. That's Moon Knight six. So Moon Knight. So that would be seven, right there. That's seven,
0: right there. Um, phew, man, that's that's crazy.
1: And 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 all and all of those characters right are are pretty big for setting up things in the MCU. Oh yeah, and, and especially obviously for Disney. I mean. I mean, they make ridiculous money off of Disney plus just, um, subscriptions already. So it's like, you know, they're going to keep doing that. They're going to keep supporting people. So it's like, you know, obviously, you know, helps people just stay employed, I guess, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on, on certain things and keeps us happy as fans. And, you know, again, we can be safe, um, in the comfort of our own home and, and just binge them as much as possible. Um, yeah.
0: cause if we get sick, we have to go on assignment and that's not fun.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't uh, like going on
0: assignment. So (laughs) (laughs) We miss you, Kevin. Uh, Poor Kevin. Oh, man. Well, we've been going for like an hour. So probably a good place to stop. But yeah,
1: I think listeners got uh, enough, uh, enough enough meat out of this episode.
0: You know, where we're at now, it's only, you know, about a little less than 36 hours until the next episode of Bando Premiers, so uh looking forward to that and you can bet your ass that we're going to be recording to to recap on that one we'll be back at at full speed hopefully by then so uh-huh. um you know thanks so much for for paying attention to us for this episode i hope you like the deep dives and you know a lot of the reasons why we thought this episode was very good uh as compared to some other folks on the internet so mm-hmm. um if you enjoy the show um you know hit us up on uh spotify itunes stitcher or whatever podcast place you go uh leave us a rating and a review we really appreciate that uh you can follow us on social we're at real heroes podcast on instagram and real heroes pod on twitter uh and as always if you've got any feedback or any questions or if you'd like to be on the show who, hell i'm going to throw that invitation out there sure uh, yeah uh, shoot us an email uh our email address is real podcast at gmail.com we'd uh, we'd love to hear what questions you have. And if there's anybody prolific that wants to be on the show, uh, John Favreau, I know you listen. We're talking to you, buddy. Um, <laughs> if you ever want to do a postmortem on any of these episodes, we're, we're more than happy to dive in. So yep. um, that's going to do it for this episode. So until next time, we have spoken.